Only five days left. What have I got left on the tree? Oh, we still gotta get the photo with Santa. I didn't hang the front door wreath up yet. I need to attend the carols by candlelight service. We should put on Christmas music at dinner. Oh, we need to make a sand snowman at the beach. We gotta have the, gotta have the eggnog tonight. Oh my goodness, did I get Aunt Jane the present that she wanted? Oh, it's not gonna be shipped in time. I'm gonna have to go find another present. Oh my goodness, I'm never gonna get everything done. Five more days, where did the time go? Christmas, my child, is love in action. Every time we love, every time we give, it's Christmas, is a quote by Dell Evans. And welcome back to episode 41 of Free to Just Be, the podcast ripping out those matrix attachments so humanity can take their power back. This is the Hippie Freak of the South sending love light and high, high vibrations in your direction. And I hope my voice finds you in great health with vibrant Christmas spirit and energy today and for the rest of the week and for the rest of your life. If my content resonates with y'all, please subscribe, like, review, and share to get the message of freedom out there. And as you can tell, tonight I'll be talking about none other than Christmas or the week before Christmas, shall I say. Wow, do I remember those days. Days of hustle and bustle and so many years, uh, 10 years as a single mom, it was always financial stress and worry. Oh, did I worry. And I'd be begging God, please, God, just make this happen. When you have five children and you're a single parent and you're working. I mean, at one point, I worked three jobs simultaneously um, and still homeschooled my kids. <laughs> so I I remember the struggle and the stress that Christmas would bring. And I just have been thinking about all of that as I drove through town and uh, I enjoyed the lights. Uh, we have a, 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 sp- a specific um, business on the way out of town that just has their trees just so beautifully decorated right now. Uh, I don't know where they got these lights, but every tree branch has like what looks like tinsel, but they're lights and they dangle on the trees. And when the wind blows, it's just like seeing icicles all lit up. It's just spectacular. And I remember my kids getting so excited in the back of the car Oh, look at the lights, the lights. And then when they saw the very first, uh, we came to Tennessee in the year 2000, and we had never before seen a um, a farm community, an agricultural Christmas parade. And we saw um, combines all lit up and Santa Claus driving a, a tractor, and it was it was spectacular. I was I was just as excited as my kids. The first time I saw uh, a Christmas parade in Middle Tennessee coming from New York State and then Washington State um, for so many years, I'd never seen anything like it. And and just 
watching Christmas through my children's eyes was always such a magical time for me. And I loved getting everything decorated and putting lights in the front windows and playing Christmas carols and, and corny Christmas songs that, that my, my kids still can remember to this day. And, and doing silly things like um, one year when the kids were older, they were all in grammar school, and we uh, didn't, and that was at the stage of their life when they were always looking at their at their gifts and picking them up and shaking them and and pressing them and guessing and and if they saw their name, you know, they'd be on that package for a week before Christmas. And so one year, what we did was we numbered all the gifts, so there was no names on the gift. And they had to put their names in the hat for the first one to pick out a gift. And whatever number was read off, we would look on the master list and we would know which child got which gift. And that really created a um, just a wonderful high. I didn't realize it at the time, but it was a high vibration, a, a frequency of anticipation and joy as, as each individual child got to open their individual present. And all the attention was on them. Uh, I just, I never realized the impact that that would have on a child. Um, because now I have the time to look at it, or I, I have over the years, to watch it through my grandbaby's eyes. And having more time to observe that wonder and that, that delight that just even now as I'm, I'm speaking into my mic, and I, I'm seeing my reflection in my window in my office, and I'm just, I'm beaming, even talking about it. And that's the high vibration of love and above that we want to vibrate on at all times. That's the channel that we want to live on. And that's the channel that will attract all the abundance and love and joy back to us. But it's a, a challenge to change your way of thinking and your perspective. And that's my goal tonight as I talk to you about Christmas, because uh, Christmas is very different for the hippie freak of the South this year. And it's um, it's been a long five years. Um, this is my fifth year, at least my fifth year, um, since I've had all of my children and grandchildren in my own house. Uh, we have a smaller smaller house, um, 1,300 square feet, so it's, it's very, very small. As the grandbabies have grown and are some of them are two heads over me, uh, so you can imagine that smaller people, um, e as they grow, evoked more space. <laughs> and so our Christmases over the years have moved, and uh, the mantle of having the Christmas dinner and having the family come to the house and do the Christmas opening and everything had moved to my daughter Miranda. And... Uh, I have to tell you, it, it the first couple of years after that um, were very dark days for this um, mom of seven and Grammy of nine, because it was the close of a chapter in my life that was wondrous and memorable and unforgettable, and the best best years of my life were. Um, in looking back, my children are my absolute joy. Uh, they are what miraculously, somehow, they became the best that came from me. 
my children are um, wondrous, brilliant, loving additions to society. Um, they all know the love of God, and they exhibit it, and they have awesome characters, as do their spouses and my my grandbabies. And I'm very, very proud to be their mom and their Grammy. And so when Christmas moved from my home, it uh, it was it was heartbreaking. It was wrenching and and uh, and bittersweet because that is what a parent does, and that was what I used to tell my children, and that is still what I believe in my heart. That every day with me was a day that I was teaching them to be without me, to be independent, to be lovers of God and their and of others and hopefully of themselves and this is how it's supposed to be um, my job is done and now I'm watching them do the job I did with more excellence than I did and seeing the result of their children and as the generations expand it's it's the way the life journey goes and it's a beautiful thing and to hold on and to struggle and to resist time passing and different chapters and different pages of your life turning is to suffer instead you you need to just embrace every moment and and enjoy it and not have the camera in your hand all the time and not be in doing the dishes when everybody's sharing memories in the other room when the dishes could wait. Ah, the lessons learned over the years. And this year is quite a bit different as well. And and it, it may be some food for thought. And maybe uh, Christmas, and I quote, maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more, quoted Dr. Zeus. And I, and I hope to convey that to you tonight. This year, I don't have one symbol or decoration represented in my home. I take that back. I get a beautiful card from one of my sisters with a an American flag in the background and just a simple white snow-covered tree with a star on it. And that is my one Christmas decoration this year. And you'd say, what? Why Why would you do that, hippie free? Well, um, this year has been filled with time with my grandbaby, moments of painting rocks after we collected them out in the woods, moments of when time absolutely stopped and I'd hear and wonder for the sixth or seventh time, wow, Grammy, wow, look at this. Wow, Grammy, wow, that's green. Oh, to have the moments, to be able to pause and Sila, everything about Christmas, has literally become my Christmas present. And 
and this all just has dropped into me in the last hour as I, I recognize the peace that I have on the 20th of December. I'm not scrambling in stores. I, I didn't have a checklist. I, I didn't stress myself out on the day after Thanksgiving to get everything up by Saturday so that I could have everything lit and, and I can enjoy the, the warmth of all the Christmas lights. Because you see, this Grammy, we don't have kids around anymore, but we have six rescued cats who would love every bit of the Christmas decorating. <laughs> and we love our animals. But we know that it's quite a bit of work. And it's even more work if you put things in their environment. And I did for years, and we'd battle that. And it would be a struggle, and then I'd have to take everything down. And and I tried to keep certain traditions, uh, big meals, even for my husband and I and, and the our youngest son that still lives with us. And over the course of the last four years, little by little, I would do a little bit less. The big Christmas tree was reduced down to a four-footer that was put on a table. Then the Christmas lights in the windows didn't seem to be that, that relevant. And then, you know, when the year came and we had all these different activities as a family, but they were all at different people's homes. And, and I, that year I didn't have any of my children or grandchildren just because of the way time was the whole entire Christmas month. And then, you know, I went through that grieving, that, that death of an era. But what I want to share with you tonight is the joy of this new era, this new chapter of my journey, and the liberty that I feel to not have any commercialization wrapped around Christmas this year. Not one iota of commercialization. No Christmas picture or poem sent out to my family. I, I've kind of done away with all of that. I, the decorating and, and all the, the stress around getting everything super clean and then putting everything up and, and you know, foregoing a meal because I'm in, in the middle of decorating and I want everything just perfect and all of that's gone and, and just the focus has been on time spent with the people I love. Time spent reuniting with, with the husband that I fell in love with. For I fell in love with his spirit and have been struggling with his programs and negating all the good. Oh, but that's another another episode. This is the Christmas episode. And so my focus has been on Christ in me and spending time inside with my creator and thanking him for ha the goodness that that he brought in this year amidst the struggle. Because don't you know that <laughs> amidst the struggle are incredible, incredible changes and incredible blessings when you come out the other side. Oh my goodness, we forget that just be because you cannot see it, 
doesn't mean that you can't believe it. Think about the beginning of the year and all the COVID stuff, the beginning of two years ago. Look at all that you couldn't see, and now you're here. You didn't know how you were going to get through the year. And now the year is 20 days away, or 10 days away, excuse me, 11 days. Okay, get your math right, hippie. <laughs> From the end of it. So just because you can't see that having nothing in your house decorated and that all of the normal mores, the stuffing of the stockings, the wrapping of the presents, if all of that was gone and you couldn't see any of that, doesn't mean that the Christmas spirit wouldn't be there. And so what I'm suggesting is that in these last five days before Christmas and then the last days before this year ends, pick something that you have always felt that you couldn't do differently. Something about the holiday season that you've just done because it's a quote-unquote tradition. But mayhaps that tradition has become a forced thing in your family. I always tried to gather the family around a central meal and, and, and do everything that I imagined it should be of the things that I remembered when I was a kid, my, my good memories of a kid. But it wasn't what my kids liked. Um, there were so many aspects that they did, but forcing it as they grew up, let's come together and do everything like we did before, it became very... Um, it was, it was like a suffering to come together. And it took me uh, several years to understand, hey, there's a new thing that needs to come in here. And eventually it became that my daughter took the reins and we started having it and, and it, and it was her way. It wasn't that we all had to be forced to come to moms. And I'm sorry, guys, if I came across that way. But see, we're all programmed, aren't we? So pick an area of possible programming wrapped around your Christmas. And instead of making that a nightmare before Christmas that maybe your family members are dreading, maybe they hate doing Dirty Santa, or maybe they love it and they wish you'd do it. <laughs> Whatever it is, do the opposite. And I'll give you a quote that's just appropriate at this moment by James R. Cook. Quote, do just once what others say you can't do and you'll never pay attention to their limitations again. And I end quote. The people that say, oh my gosh, you, you don't do eggnog and hot cocoa during Christmas week? What? That's not American or, or whatever. They are trying to put on you. It's their way. It's their limitation. Like my daughter-in-law explained one time, this time last year, she explained that the way her family did it as kids, oh, we didn't worry about the decorations. Christmas was a time and it was like an experience. We would choose a place to go to and we'd go and stay in a hotel and do all the sites or whatever. So every year 
the Christmas gift to the family was they would all go and do something together. And I thought, oh, wow. How did I miss that boat when my kids were growing up? It's because I was too chicken shit back then to do stuff like that. I I didn't I wasn't expansive. I was in a four by four programmed box of how I had to do it. <laughs> I wasn't adventuresome enough yet. And so I'm telling you, oh my goodness, there is such freedom in doing things that you've never done before. And this year it just happens that on actual Christmas Day, we're all going to be able to meet. Probably not all at the same time, but we're all going to have a central meeting place. And it'll be the last Christmas that my daughter will have in this home that she's been in for many, many years. Because she'll be moving next month. And lo and behold, somebody we know and love will be moving into her house. But that's going to be a whole nother episode. Oh, there's so much goodness coming. And before this week's out, I'm going to share a very special story. I'm probably going to air it on Christmas Eve. A very, very special story from when my children were growing up that I'm going to try not to cry through. And I hope to bless your socks off with it. But for tonight, I want to leave you with this quote. Keep calm. Christmas is coming. And Christmas should be in our hearts every day. Christmas is, picture your children seeing the Christmas tree for the first time when they're a toddler. I remember my oldest son saying, star, star, and going up to the Christmas tree and getting his first uh, surprise of what happens when you put a Christmas light in your mouth. And his mom going through the shock of what a parent feels like when Harms come to their child's way and, and you, you didn't prevent it in time. <laughs> and and seeing that special toy and, and the, the, the expression of your child when they open it and they're so blessed or watching uh, the eyes light up as the Christmas tree gets turned on or throwing snowballs at each other or finding a Christmas tree left on your doorstep, or going to somebody that you know has nothing, and and your little Awana group, 15 or 16 kids going in one by one, carrying present after present, and blessing these little kids that didn't think they were going to have Christmas, and seeing those little second and third graders light up because they were giving. That is what Christmas is. It will not only reignite that unquenchable fire that's you inside, that I hope you become freer this Christmas, that you can be free to blow on that unquenchable fire and just have it rage, that joy and happiness and absolute glow of being part of humanity and being connected with everyone and everything around you. That is the Christmas spirit. That is the coming of Christ. It is coming back inside and sitting beside that fire, that fire of your creator 
who was laying in that major next to that that ember that was keeping him warm from a virgin who was humble enough to receive the Holy Spirit and bring our Creator in the form of humanity to us. So he could tell us the same thing I'm trying to tell you. Go inside. You have the same power as your Creator God. And Christmas is coming, so be calm. Be blessed. Be highly flavored and let your unique, significant, awesome shine. Just shine on this Christmas season. Let it shine on everybody around you. You be Christmas from the inside out. And you will you'll be blessed beyond measure. Give and it will be given to you. Press down and <laughs> you won't even be able to measure it. So God bless tonight. Five days till Christmas. How will you usher it in? Will you continue to be stressed or will you decide, I don't need to do the X, Y, Z. You know, the earth won't stop if I don't go to the Christmas parade or whatever it is. Take something off your plate because the gain that you'll receive inside from staying in the moment and being quiet and observing joy all around you and being with people you love will usher in a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you tonight from the Hippie Freak of the South. Peace and joy to you and yours. <laughs>